This is Give Me Some Truth. This podcast features appearances from Clint Walkner, Nate Condon, Jonathan Jordan, and myself, Mitch DeWitt, from Walkner Condon Financial Advisors in Madison, Wisconsin. Give Me Some Truth is dedicated to providing an accessible and authentic view into the financial services industry, as well as current events and investment concepts that you can apply in your day-to-day life. Here are your hosts. Give me some truth. I'm your host, Jonathan Jordan. I'm here today with Mitch DeWitt. Hello, everyone. So, hey, we're uh, we're excited to be able to talk to you a little bit today and this week about something that uh, you know we hear about, or you you, you know I, I know that you know back in the day, you know people used to talk about uh, annuities, and they definitely have a place for some investors in specific instances, and we want to talk to you a little bit about that today. Talk to you about where annuities uh, can be used to be effective for clients, and where sometimes you know the negative side of annuities can come into play too, where people um, you know feel like it's a it's a bad thing for them. So, so you know, Mitch, w- one of the common things that I hear is, well, annuities are great, right? Because I'll never run out of money when I retire. Is that what, is that true it, or false? Well, <laughs> it, you know, it's it's actually tr- yeah. it, it's true and false. That the, the thing about annuities are is they're they're tax sheltered and tax-deferred um, products that are sold by insurance companies. So, you know, we talk about risk, and when you transfer the risk, if you if you put your money to work with an insurance company, you can buy in different types of annuities. Uh, you know, they have fixed annuities, and fixed annuities operate kind of like a CD in the sense that you put your money in, and say you have $100,000, and if you put it in and it's giving you a 3% uh, rate of return, you know, annually... Say you put it in for ten years, you know you're going to put get three percent. It's going to go from a hundred thousand to hundred and three thousand after the first year. The difference between an annuity and a CD, though, is that that three thousand dollars is not going to be taxable to you in that year because it's a tax deferred, deferred vehicle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and then it allows it to compound, and then the taxation happens, you know, when the annuity matures or when you start to take money out of it, and the money that you put into it is not taxed, but the money that grows and the growth on it is taxed. So that's going to be, you know, something that first, if you want to have a chunk of money growing and get a guaranteed rate in that fixed annuity. Now, over that 10-year period, you could have invested that money in the stock market or into a diversified portfolio and potentially earned a greater return. It would not have been tax deferred, however, and you also don't have the guarantee that the insurance company is telling you that not only is your principal safe, there's always a disclaimer, though, based on the ability for that insurance company to be able to pay it back to you. But they'll also give you the stated rate of return that you have, too, for annually. And that's something that they're, they're signing that contract with you. So, and, and when you get into an annuity contract, that's one thing that's obviously important, right? John said that there, there is some risk, right? And, and that is, what if that insurance company isn't able to pay the annuitants? So there is some risk. Yes, it's guaranteed in a sense, quote-unquote guaranteed. So when, when you're looking at it, you want to make sure the financial stability of the company 
that you're ultimately getting your contract, your annuity contract through, make sure it's stable. And, and that's where your advisor should help you do that, right? That's part of their due diligence process when recommending it, if it is, in fact, part of your, your financial and retirement plan. So that's one of the big things that all investments do have some sort of risk, right? Now, the risk is probably less than they're just throwing some money blindly at a, a stock, of course, but there's always going to be some sort of risk when you're talking investment here. Yeah, and the thing about there, there's a relationship, Mitch, between between the risk that you take and the rate of return that you earn. And when an insurance company is taking risk off the table for you, the rate of return that you're going to earn is going to be less than if you were to take the risk on your own. But for an investor, that's not always a bad thing. Maybe they have a, a sum of money that they want to make sure that that money is safe, but they also want to earn a rate of return that's going to either keep up with or beat inflation. And insurance companies are competing because they want to be able to make money off the money that you're giving them. So they're competing with their products. Maybe they might have a teaser rate of 6% for the first year and 3% after that, trying to get you to, to bring your money over there. Um, and not all insurance companies are bad. And by the way, not all annuities are bad. You know, oftentimes I'll see these commercials. I know there's uh, this guy, Ken Fisher, that's a uh, wealth advisor like like we are, but you know he's got uh, commercials and everything, and he'll he'll just stand there and say, I hate annuities. <laughs> I'll never write an annuity. You can you can find these on YouTube, by yeah, the way. They're hilarious. But <laughs> it's one of those things where I say, okay, this guy, I, I, I know he has a very large wealth advisory firm, but to say that you hate annuities is one thing, but to say that you'll never write them, there's appropriate times. And I found even in my uh, 11 years in this business, appropriate times with clients where an annuity makes a lot of sense for them. Um, you know, we talked about the, the fixed annuity, but they also have different types of annuities. They have a variable annuity. Mm -hmm. Variable annuity allows you to invest in, you know, mutual funds. They operate differently as separate accounts. Um, and these units that, that you're accumulating up, and over time, the insurance company may make a, uh, uh, a rider that allows for you to take income over your life. And I'm you know, I'm going to ask you, Mitch, to share a little bit about those riders, but those can be very important for somebody when you're planning for income and retirement. Because what were to happen if everything went bad in the markets globally, everything went down, your annuity value went down, and you needed to spend it, and it got down to zero? The insurance company will say, we'll continue to pay you 5% of the amount that you put into there, and that's you know a guaranteed lifetime withdrawal benefit. If, if they were to pay that to you and continue, and that's going to help supplement the difference between your needed income that you have and your expenses in retirement... That's not a bad risk transfer. Mm -hmm. As far as I'm concerned, it's a good option. And so people can take that into consideration. And in order to have the risk taken off the table that you would run out of that income, you got to pay for it. There's oh, yeah. Be, I was going to say, this, this sounds too good to be true, right? I mean, you're going to have to pay for it in, in one form, and that's by premium, right? So if you ha have some of these riders that build in some of these guarantees, yes, you still have market access through the variable annuity, through the mutual funds. But... If you want some of these riders tacked on, there's, there's going to be a little spike in your premium that you're paying in order to have some of that peace of mind of that guaranteed rate that, that's paid out to you. Yeah. So like in a variable annuity, there's multiple different types of fees that they assess in a contract you have. So you actually have a contract with the insurance company where you're giving them your premium, your money that's going into that. So say it was $100,000 again in this instance, and you want to invest that in the stock market and in your, in your IRA even. Well, you're taking on the risk that you could potentially run out of that money once you start taking distributions and there would be nothing left over. But the insurance company would say, we'll give you the 100000 say it was a 5% guaranteed income 
that you could take annually off of that annuity. So that would be $5,000 right out of the gate you would have each, each year. You could never go below it. And they'll allow you to invest that over time and say that it gets to 200000 10 years later and then you start taking income. Well, it got to 200000 now it's 10000 So 10000 is now the, the, the most or the least you can take out. It's the most you can take out without it affecting the contract, but it's the least you'll take out for the rest of your life according to their annuity contract. Well, there's a fee for that, for that guarantee. Mm-hmm. So first you have the mortality and the expense, which is if you put the 100000 in and it would drop down to $50,000 and you never took a dollar out, and you passed away, the insurance company is going to give you the hundred thousand back because they're guaranteeing the amount that you put in. So there's there's expenses for that. They also have expenses for, you know, their internal um, the things that they do, the risk that they're taking. So that that's mortality expense ratio. Then they have a death benefit ex, ex, you know expense too. A lot of times tacked on if you want an accelerated death benefit, if you want to make it so that your hundred thousand would be worth one fifty. There's different ways that they can structure these um, these fees. And then on top of that, you have the rider charge, which oftentimes can be up to you know 0.8%, all the way up to 1.3, 1.4%. That rider charge is for that guarantee of lifetime income. So by the time that you've even gotten to the fund expenses, oftentimes we see that annuities can have you know one and a half to two percent in fees just on just on those alone. That's before you're even in the market. Yeah, because like you said earlier, you're you're investing in funds, right? Mutual yeah. funds. So in the variable annuities, you still have access to the market. You can still get a diversified portfolio, so to speak. But some of those funds that we find inside of those annuity contracts are higher expense funds as they are. So even before we get into that, you have some of the upfront expenses, like Jonathan was saying. But then when you're invested, there's funds that are pulling right from your returns, essentially. Mm -hmm. And some of those can be 1% 1% type expense ratio mutual funds as it is. Yep, absolutely. And and all of these expenses have a dramatic impact over time on the value of what your investments are worth. But again, when you want to take that risk off the table or lower the risk, there's an expense involved in it. So if you want to continue to grow your money for a retirement income goal, but you want to make sure that you don't run out of that income, that fee may be worth it to you. Mm-hmm. So the way that I always put it when I talk to, to clients about it is there's a price and there's a cost. The price is what you pay and the cost is what it costs you. So for, for clients who are sitting down looking at annuities, they should be able to look at what the fee structure is and understand how those fees are going to impact over time so they can make an informed decision. And my recommendations to clients when we would use annuities almost always, I mean, each time it it almost always had to do with retirement income for these clients because that was pretty much the only way that I used it. Used the annuity was to say, hey, there was a portion of your money that we could use that we could make sure that we could guarantee the income on. And after analyzing the entire financial picture, looking at all the income projected in retirement, if there was a gap, say there was $10,000 of a gap and a client had a million dollars with me, we may use $200,000 to make sure that there was $10,000 at least a year coming in with the potential to grow that over time to beat inflation. And the rest of the $800,000 was invested, you know, say it was an IRA or a 401k, it was invested towards the, the goal of growth. And that would be supplemental income even on top of what the annuity offered. But at least they knew that they could a go to sleep. A portion of it. <laughs> that a portion and, and enough to cover their basic expenses were covered even if everything kind of went down or they had to take a, a drawdown faster than they would expect. 
So, so, so one thing I'm wondering is, you know, sometimes people receive inheritance, a huge lump sum of money and they're talking to their insurance buddy and next thing you know, they want to be sold on a variable annuity, throw it all into a variable annuity. Have you ever heard of scenarios like that? Unfortunately, I have, and that's where people like Ken Fisher get that, you know, I will never write annuities uh, mantra from because there are people out there that are not licensed to be financial advisors, but they are licensed to sell insurance products, and they can do the investments inside the insurance product, so they have a conflict of interest in the sense that the only thing that they really have to offer is something that's in a product, and investors, if they like the advisor, if it makes sense. I, I know, you know, I've seen instances where, you know, people come in and take their entire 401k and drop it into a variable or indexed annuity that's going to give them all these guarantees because the advisor basically turned around and said, hey, do I have something for you? This is great. You're going to have $40,000 of income for the rest of your life from this annuity. It's great. And client hears that and it feels good. What they're not being told though is that they probably still would have had that $40,000 of income, but the extra two, two and a half percent that they're paying on top of what they would be if they had taken a look and invested it outside of the annuity over 30 year period, if they were to be in retirement that long, it's hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars in fees, depending on the size. <laughs> it absolutely does. And I think people would want to know the informed um, or the information and be informed on that when it comes to you know, what are the fees that I'm paying? And, and is this something that I even need? Because if, you're, if your house is paid off and you're living off of Social Security and you happen to have a pension and all of your income needs are met, you really don't need to pay the insurance company hundreds of thousand dollars for a guarantee that you don't need. In theory, the peace of mind should already be there if, if those other sources are already covering your basic living needs, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah, and, if you, and Mitch, if, if your house, home value, do you, do you uh, take out home insurance for three times the value of what you need? No. No, you insure what you need to insure. And if you have your retirement income needs met, then the money management and the wealth management that you're doing with your assets probably isn't going to need an annuity unless you have some estate planning because annuities can be used very effectively in estate planning for people who say, hey, I'd really like to make an impact uh, you know, on a charity or a church or some sort of social organization, but I also would like to leave money to my family. And I've got this these assets over here that I'm I'm not using, and you could use those assets and you could purchase annuity that's going to give you a guaranteed amount each year and use that to pay the premium on a life insurance contract and have the beneficiary of that life insurance contract be an irrevocable life insurance trust, of which the beneficiary of that trust is going to be your children or your family. And then you can leave your other assets to a charity tax-free, estate tax-free. So right now, most clients aren't, you know, the estate tax guy, um, you know, thresholds are very high, but that could change in time. And I know that over time, uh, the one thing that we've learned about tax law and, and any of the uh, the numbers is no matter who, who no matter who's in power, it's something's going to change. Always changing. It's always going to change. And we keep an eye on that for our clients. But under current tax law, it's not as big of an issue. But being able to have wealth transfer, annuities can be great because if you need to make that life insurance premium and you never want that policy to lapse, you buy an annuity that's going to give you a guaranteed income stream to pay that premium every year, and you're essentially guaranteeing that that life insurance policy will pay out. And life insurance generally pays out at a much higher rate of return, even if you were into your 90s in that policy, than if you were to invest the money on your own, partially because it's guaranteed 
the other, uh, you know, by the insurance company. But the other part is, is that internal rate of return, it's tax-free. It's, it's, it's income tax-free to you. So, and potentially estate tax-free as long as the guidelines as, as are they, as they are now. So again, just to talk a little bit, you know, annuities and there's, we, first of all, as a big disclaimer here at Walkner Condon, we do not sell any insurance products. You know, we are here as a fee only registered investment advisory firm that does financial planning and wealth management. In a fiduciary manner, which I I think is one of the key things to to highlight here, because earlier we talked about the, the financial salesperson, so to speak, right? Maybe it's an insurance person and they've got this great annuity for you. And sure, they can sell that product, but a fiduciary isn't selling a product, right? We're fiduciaries. We're not selling a product. We are here to consult on your financial picture, and your, as the client, your interest must come before our own. Yeah. And, and we, a lot of times in those... We're selling in, ourselves, essentially. We're selling right. our advice. We're right. selling our, our relationship and our advice and our knowledge and our experience is what we're selling. Mm-hmm. But there's no company product. There's no annuity. There's no anything that we would put a client into, but... We definitely have situations where we tell our clients that an annuity would be appropriate for you, and we can help you to find somebody that can place this product with you. And we explain it to them. We go through the fees. We make sure they understand why the recommendation's there. In fact, as a fiduciary, that's the right thing to do, Mitch, because we're we're doing the best thing for our clients. So for people out there that have heard the word annuity that have a negative connotation to it, maybe you've even been burnt by one and you feel like this is the wrong decision for me. You know, we want to be able to sit down and talk with you and, and, and go over that. I'll tell you what, when you realize if you've purchased an annuity or purchased some investment or anything in life that you feel like was not the right thing for you, it's not a good feeling. And I know that one of the things that I've learned in my career is not to talk about it with clients who know that that's a bad decision. Let's just unri- unwind it the appropriate way and get you to where you're supposed to be. Because each product, each investment vehicle, each account that you have out there, has its own purpose for it, and as long as you're knowledgeable and understand it, you'll f- you'll feel comfortable going to bed at night that you're not getting duped. So if you have had a situation or if you do have an annuity out there and you want us to review it, we'll give you our unbiased opinion on it. And in many cases, we say these are good products and it makes sense for what you're doing. Sometimes we'll let you know that there are ways out and we'll help you to build that path. But if you hear someone say annuity, don't just think negative thoughts. Just say, hey, it's a product. Something I need to, if, if it was something I have, I need let's, to look into. Let's take a look. Let's take a look. Could be a good fit. Let's understand it. Let's make sure that we know the fees that we're paying and talk about, you know, over time how that's going to impact your portfolio. And hopefully you can make a decision and get yourself to where you have the appropriate amount of money and the appropriate vehicles. So hopefully this was helpful for you today. Um, you know, talking about something that, uh, you know, like I said, it's got negative connotations. But if you do have questions, please feel free to reach out. And we want to thank you for tuning in to Give Me Some Truth. We'll be back. We'll be back soon. You gotta leave your money behind you. Raise your hand to the sky. Ask the masses for silence. Look more dead in the Advisory services are offered through Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the states of Wisconsin and Texas. Clint Walkner, Nate Condon, Jonathan Jordan, and Mitch DeWitt are investment advisor representatives of Walkner Condon. 
Guests on the podcast are not registered, and their participation in the podcast are limited to unregistered activities and will not be providing any advice that is investment-related, nor should any comments that guests make should be construed as giving investment advice. Content should not be viewed as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned or as legal or tax advice. You should always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC, is not engaged in the practice of law. Whenever you invest, you are at risk of loss of principal as the market does fluctuate. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Purchases are subject to suitability. This requires a review of an investor's objective, risk tolerance, and time horizon. Investing always involves risk and possible loss of capital. Long-term care, estate planning, insurance products, and tax advice are not offered through Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC. Walkner Condon works on a best efforts basis and does not guarantee any results. Past performance does not represent future results. Please see walknercondon.com for additional disclosures.